Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to World of Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted Dungeon Master Brian, and here we are. Episode 10 of our Hidden Shrine of Tomoakan. This is it, fellow slingers. This is the finale. I know there are other shows out there that are doing this Hidden Shrine much longer than we are, and that's great, but this is where we, we drew our line. And let me tell you, it's a fine line to be drawn. We get to see El Fuego lose his fire. We get to see other hard slingers maybe make it maybe not make it who knows listen find out but before we begin i want to remind everybody that we're also doing our delta green scenarios in fact fellow hard slingers sammy and tony and i just ran one just the other night it's called sins of the father and we had a blast i'm currently in the process of editing that baby and let me tell you it's it's long and it's fun probably get two episodes out of it i want to make sure that all you guys know that it is a blast. Also, as we begin our next scenario, which will be The Dragon's Demand by Pathfinder, beautiful, beautiful module, uh, we will be adding permanently a new hard slinger to the group. You've heard his voice, you've seen him on our, on our YouTube channel, Chris Weaver. He and I go back probably close to 40 years, and let me tell you, I vouch for this man explicitly. He is a great hard slinger, awesome role player, and I'm proud to have him on the show. Also, where to find the show? Well, head on over to RollTheHard20Podcast.com. You will see us there. Head on over to all of our social media footprints. We got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Don't forget, head on over to YouTube. We got a channel over there. Be sure to subscribe to it. Tell all your friends and family. Take their phone, take their smartphone, their iPhone, their Galaxy their notebook, whatever, subscribe. Just do it. Remember, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app as well. Leave us that five-star rating and review. It really, really pulls the show together. Also, don't forget, head on over to patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast. We're there. We got all kinds of incentives for all you fellow slingers to help us out. And believe us, every every cent for as little as a dollar, you can really help the show out. And it really goes a long way. None of it's forgotten. Everything is totally appreciated. Don't think you got to, but man, let me tell you, we would love to see you give us a give us a holler on there. Um, I guess that's about it. So why don't we all warm up our dice and top off our glasses? Roll the Hard Twenty Podcast presents Episode Ten of our Hidden Shrine of Tomocon Run Through Zatzalaha in the Giving Tree. Oh, it gives it gives a lot too. Okay, we are ready. Everybody ready? Ready to record? Ready. Yep. yep. Good. All right. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast, episode 10 of our Hidden Shrine of Tomocon run through. And with me, the hard slingers. Woohoo! Yeah. yeah. That's when you get loud, you get boisterous. Because that's why I put the Godzilla <laughs> scream over. Anyways, so what you guys think about the last episode, which I haven't uploaded yet? I I'm about to finish it up tomorrow and then I'll upload it. But how did you guys feel about all that? It was good, man. I, I like that. Um, what was it called? Try, uh, trying to get through whether we should like make a deal with uh, that. I guess kind of like a siren is 
Yeah, she was a, a Neh, Nehid or Nerheed. That's what it is. Yeah, okay. I forgot what it was called. I just remember in the moment I was thinking Siren. She's try, like, trying to trick us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I it, think when she spit acid, I think over all over El Fuego, I thought we're done. Yeah, that was an evil kiss. I was not looking forward to that one. <laughs> and there was a few things that I, I kind of added to it. Uh, I was telling Junior today at work that there's – there's not a lot of role play to this campaign. It's it's just very it's a very hungry dungeon, and it just wants to eat everybody up alive. So, what we're gonna do is I'm actually gonna shorten up this this campaign so that we could get into something that we have more role play with again. Because I, I don't want I don't want every one of our sessions to just be about combat. I want us to bring out the uh the characteristics of the pcs that you guys are playing like how we did with we were doing with carrying crown you know so that way you know people aren't just kind of glazing over when it's not their turn to, to fight or something like that i want to bring back that energy of communicating with one another and deciding what you guys are going to do in town or this or that and I, I think that that works well to develop a good band of you guys and it, it it's it, it's entertaining audio as well so I mean, I think people could kind of zone out if they're just hearing people roll dice all the time. So, you agree with that, Kush? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Okay. Well, Hulk smash. Hulk smash this. I smashed one out earlier. Anyways, so you guys, having just dispensed with Dasa Zotz and her pet electric eel shack, you have managed to procure several items from a hidden cave within the pool she resided in. You then opened the double door opposite the room that had the, the emblems of the sun on them, where you saw a 10 foot wide hallway that stretched out for about 40 feet and then turned to the north. The entire floor of this hallway was covered with water even up and around the corner. And that was where we stopped. Right. We walked into you know? the, the room. Did anyone walk into the room or we just opened the doors? Sorry. I think we just opened the doors. It's not a room, it's a hallway. Oh, hallway. Close enough. The doors that led to the, to the hallway. Do we have a marching order? You tell me, guys. What do you want to do? No, I think I think the rest of us are still on the beach and Kush went up to the door and opened the doors on the other side. Yeah. So I, I, I'd be first. Adric, what do you want to do? Go first. You are going first. What are you going to do when you go first? Um, what do I see in the hallway, actually? Well, like I said, you see a 10-foot-wide hallway that goes down about 40 feet. The entire floor is covered with water, and at the end of 40 feet, it turns to the left and goes north around the corner. Looks like okay. the water goes that way as well. Okay. Um, I'll wait for everyone to catch up, and then when they do, then I'm going to start pushing forward cautiously towards the um, towards the turn in the hallway. Okay. And then I'll peek over the side when I get there. So I'm assuming I'll, all you... Yeah, we'll walk up. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you guys are all at that side of the, of the water line, now standing in the hallway alongside Adric. What do you guys want to do? You guys want to set up a marching order? What, what would you like to do? Uh, I'll take point. <clears throat> okay. Ram, as you start going down, you want to describe what you're doing as you're going down that hallway? 
Yeah. So, um, I'm, uh, what's the, uh, the lighting in that hallway? Is it, is it dim or it's very dim? Actually, you get a, you still get the, the dragging air going in your lungs from this amber haze. That's just permeated the entire structure that you've been in since you guys have first fallen down. Uh, you get, it, it feels really sticky almost with, uh, like a humidity in this hallway as well. But as far as like seeing the walls, they all look dark. The ceiling looks dark. You could barely make out the water, but the water's not very deep. It's probably about two inches. Okay. Um, I, I turned back to the party and, and uh, asked somebody, hey, does anybody have any light that, that we can turn on to kind of guide our way through this? Anybody have a spell or a torch? I think I might have a you torch. Have a spell. I'm looking if I have a torch. I think I have dark vision for the most part of it. I do have dark vision, but uh, I, I do have a torch and uh, like a tinderbox. Okay, that's perfect. Yeah, I do as yeah. well. Now you would remember last time, Kiartan, that you tried to light that. It would not. It would not ignite. Oh, there yeah. was just something with this this air that yeah. prevented natural flame from occurring. Okay. Well, I, you know, I just, I'm a dwarf, so I've got dark vision as well. So I, I can see 60. You said it's 10 feet is the, uh, the length of the, it's 10 so feet wide, 10 feet wide and 40 feet going to the east, which is the direction you're facing. Okay. So with my dark vision, I can see down to the end of that hall. Yeah. Um, does the, do the walls, are they, is anything, uh, like stone sticking out anywhere or is it totally smooth all the way down? It looks like it's been carved. It's just, it's rough, but it's not comprised of, of uh, like masonry stones. But you can see that even though it's, it's rough, it's not crumbly. It's almost like a solid piece that had been, been excavated. And there's just moisture along the walls as well. Almost like the condensation from the humidity in the air. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll advance, um, kind of slowly through that, uh, um, you know, through that hallway. Okay. Uh, down towards the end where it kind of dog legs to the north, I think. Yeah. It actually just dead ends and then you can only go north. So okay. it, it just ends at a 90 and goes. Okay. North. So I'll just cautiously move down the, uh, the hallway to the end there. Um, and, and when I get to the end, I'll kind of peek around the corner to see, um, you know, what's around that corner there. Okay. You see, it's still 10 feet wide and it goes for about 30 feet. And then you see stone steps that, that was weird. What was that? Um, Did you hear that too? I heard yeah. It. It was, I'm turning <laughs> my notifications off. He was hey. on my side. <laughs> <laughs> We're not letting anybody else in. Bar the door. <laughs> you see that it, it goes for about 30 feet. And then you see a, a set of stone steps that are still the width of the hallway that uh, lead up to a set of bronze double doors. And there's some kind of a an, en an engravement on each door. Now, where's the rest of the group at? Uh, I'd probably be pretty close behind, just, uh, getting ready to go in, too. Okay. Yeah, just following along. Okay. And, and the, uh, the rest of that hall is still like a, just a carved like tunnel through. Yeah. It, but it, it's goes for about, sorry, it goes for about 10 feet. And then you see stone steps that lead up the remainder of the 20 
like it, it starts to angle up to a set of bronze doors but the stone steps themselves look as though they've been carved out of the ground oh okay um can are, are there any um like the other doors are there the the emblems of the sun i think it was on those doors this these each of these doors has an emblem as well and it looks like setting suns oh i don't know that i like that mm. <laughs> <laughs> those are the rising suns the setting sun huh yeah exactly that's something uh, really said about the depiction if you can tell it's setting and not rising <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you can always take the doors and invert them, and then suddenly... <laughs> yeah, turn that frown upside down. <laughs> um, I'd like to do... Um, can I can I do a history check to just to see if I I know what maybe the the setting sun is? Sure, too. You can either do a, a history check or, or a religion check. Um, I'll, I'll do a history check. Okay. Okay. And I rolled a 13. 13. You know that this is one of the symbols from the Olmen tribe, which is once flourished in this territory, which is one of the reasons what brought you to this temple. But it escapes you what exactly it means, though. You just know oh. that it's still part of the Olmen. It has something to do with uh, some of their way of life and you could kind of remember that from all the doors you you pass by or pass through with all the different emblems with the sun you know the blazing sun the full sun setting sun half sun, all these other things that you've come across that it seems to be the motif of this of this entire structure okay um are there any door locks no uh handles not on this side no a ring um, <laughs> A what? A ring? A big knocker. <laughs> Here's um, a bell. Can, we, yeah. uh, can I tell, did the doors open inward or outward? From your side, go and make a, a, an investigation check. Oh, yes. 18. 18. You don't see any hinges on this side, which would probably indicate that the doors pull away from you. If okay. the hinges are on the other side. Okay. Um, I look back at the group and say, well, it, guys, it doesn't look like there's any handles on the door. Um, you know, do you, are you guys uh, comfortable with, with pushing the doors open at this point? Or do we want to look at this door anymore before we do something? Uh, Brian, can you remind me, did the door have like words engraved on it at all or no? No, just, just two symbols of okay. setting so symbols, suns. Sorry, only symbols engraved. But I wanted to ask yeah. you guys, how is everybody doing health-wise and hit point-wise and stuff? How are all you guys holding Not together? Good. Not great. Not hot. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone says the same shit. Um, how long have we been recording for? <laughs> uh, before we even come to opening the doors, um, is there any water coming from underneath the door? Because the rest of the room, I know you said there are steps, but is, does it appear that there's water flowing from that room into no, it, the room we're in, fact, in right the, now? The water that you saw in the lower hallway and then it turned to the north actually stopped at below the first step, indicating okay. that it's not coming from above. Okay. It's it's probably most likely coming from that previous room where the Nehreed was at. 
with the water there. with the snake eel snake eel yeah. electric eel electric eel. <laughs> yeah <laughs> the snake eel Ooh, punchy anyways <laughs> <laughs> It's been a long day, hasn't it? It has been, man. It has been a long day. I don't know. With with um, you know the last couple of fights, we it, it might be smart for us to do a rest here. Okay. What do you guys? Where you guys want to take your your rest? Are you guys down with that? I I'm still got about three quarters hit points, seventy five percent of my hit points, but it sounds like you guys are in rough shape. I need to regain some spells. Is more of where yeah, I I'm at. A little bit of both. Actually. So spells is. Some spells is. <laughs> oh, you're a cleric, right? That means you need a long rest, don't you? Yeah. Are we doing a short rest or a long rest? Was the last time we took a long rest? We took a short rest last time. Yeah. I think the last time you took a long rest was uh, after. Who was your favorite buddy, El Fuego? Oh, Lunes? No, Papa Locus. Oh, man. Papa Locus. I know that old cricket. Uh, in fact, I just saw his his epithet. His epithet. Oh, it's right here. Oh, keep yeah. that at hand. <laughs> He's still taking his long rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you guys, I mean, if if you want a long rest, let let's do it. Okay. Uh, so, Brom, do you need a long rest, or who's is everybody going to take a long rest then? Um, I could probably do a short rest. Okay. Do you guys want to set up a, a guard? Take set up a watch. Yeah, yeah, we probably should. Yeah. Um, I can go first. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Right, I'll, I'll, yep. I'll take last. Um, so that the, during the long rest for these guys. Okay. So, so Kiarton, I'll put you third. Doing long rest or. What was that? It's just El Fuego and uh, Carton doing the long rest, or? What about you, Adric? You gonna long rest it? Yep. Okay. Okay. If uh, enough people are, then I'm gonna do a long rest also. Okay, who's up first, or who's watching first? Uh, I am. Okay, go ahead and make your perception check. Not 20, I mean, yeah, 20, hard 20. Hard 20, as you I'm assuming you guys are you guys laying on the stairs? Where are you where are you guys doing this at, by the way? Probably at the stairs, the only dry place. Just all laying on the stairs. Everyone gets their own stairs. <laughs> Stay away from my stairs. So as you are watching everything, I'm assuming you're probably at the top of the stairs to be able to view everything going on. You notice that there are ripples in the water that appear to be stemming from the room that you originally came from and after a few moments the ripples cease nothing seems to come around the corner though okay um i guess i'll just pass on that information to the next person that has watch i won't really act on it okay who's next uh i'll be next okay off way go go and make a perception check Ten. Ten. As you're doing your watch, you don't notice anything unusual going on. But after a few moments, you see that the amber haze in the air that you've been looking at for so long 
actually isn't amber in front of you. It appears to be more of a, of a white haze, or more precisely, like a, a white mist of some type. And you see it going against and through this other penetrating haze and kind of stop right in front of you until it notices that you're looking at it. And then you see it pull back and go back around the corner, back to the room that had that large pool in the water. I don't like that. Um, I'll... I'm not going to act upon it because I don't want to go alone because El Fuego's a little scared. <laughs> but I'll keep an eye on it and I'll relay it to the next person. Okay. Who's the next lucky individual? That should be it, though, right? That should be enough of the long rest. Four and four. Four and four? No. Okay. Uh, now the rest are elves, right? Normally, I think we're supposed to do like two. Okay. Two, two. Two, two. Two, two, and two, two. Okay, who's next? Who's my favorite? Next. All right, Kyartan, go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. Uh, 17. 17, as you're sitting on your step, watching your comrades snooze blissfully, you notice that the water begins to ripple. And as you look towards it, you notice something eek around the corner. It's a different doesn't appear to have any type of corporeal form. It appears to be some kind of a white mist as well. And then duck back around the corner again, back from whence it came. Okay. I'm kind of just like shocked at it. And, you know, I, I heard uh, Alfredo say something about it. But I went around the corner or something, just like, a, whatever. Yeah, it certainly seems that. exactly like what he described that he had seen during his watch. Yeah. All right. You want to make your uh, perception check during your watch? Yeah, here we go. Seven. Seven. As you're uh, on your watch, you didn't realize how tired you were, and you actually fall back asleep during your watch. And as you're laying there, you feel like this, this heavy pressure come down on you, your eyes flutter open and you feel your entire body is just encapsulated by this, this glowing white mist as you feel this energy being sucked from you for four points of damage as you feel your blood literally leaving your pores and, and being oozed into this mist. The mist disengages when it sees your eyes flutter open and goes back the way it came. I took four points of damage. Yes. Okay. Um, do I feel now that I'm awake? Do I feel any different? You feel four points lighter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it just I'm, it it almost feels as though it was siphoned from you. Just a, just an odd feeling to have what you know your blood in you removed through osmosis, literally through the pores of your skin. Okay. Um, I turn to the rest of the group and say, Hey Got guys, sorry I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I a little pinked. <laughs> um, and I, I tell the, the group, I'm like, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I fell asleep during my watch, but I just had the weirdest thing happen. I'm not feeling so great right now. 
but I, I'm a little concerned that if we open this door to see what's on the other side, we're going to get flanked. I, I, I'm, I hate to say it, but we, I feel like we almost have to go back to this other room and figure out what is, uh, I'll say, stalking us right now. Hmm. So we're not alone, huh? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Do you have any idea what we're looking for? Um, I don't. All I know is that just something, like, embraced me. That I it it was not like a physical form, but I just I felt <laughs> like part of my life getting sucked out of me. Roll. Okay. So, do you guys want to try to track back to that to the last room and see if we can try to find? Him? Yeah, we'll see if we find anything. Yeah, I don't think What do you want to do? Uh, we're going to try and backtrack and see if we can find what, uh, what attack problem. Okay. As you return back to the room, everybody make a perception check. Adric? Hmm. 21. 21? Kjartan? 15. Fuego? 9. 9. Brom? 19. 19. Adric, you and Brom, as you look around, you just, you see traces of the, uh, the battle that you had in this large room. But as you look around with your very keen eyes, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. You still see the, uh, that, yellowish mist hanging heavy. You don't see anything like El Fuego or Kjartan or, um, or Brom described as this white mist. Uh, you, you don't even see any ripples on the water either. That was a good indicator that something was starting to, to come upon you. It just, everything about the room screams, no screaming. <laughs> Dreams, no screaming. <laughs> The, la the silence is deafening. Um, yes, it is. We found a mask in that last room. Did anyone say they grabbed the mask or anything like that? Like, took it in their possession? Or do I still have it? Uh, I think... We found I... a mask, a gold mask, uh, and some gloves. Yeah, and four gold it. statues, too. If, I, if I'm not mistaken. I gotta get the book. Hold on a second. Yeah. I mean, if no one remembers taking it, I think you still have it. Okay. I'm trying to remember all the stuff that you guys have grabbed. I, uh, or did you did you make a note of that? Uh, I made a note of it. Oh, okay. I thought, so I thought we ended up collecting all the bottles, but if it was four, then four it is. Yeah, we we did grab the bottles, but it was a um, a solution that we did not know what was in it, and it and it didn't. Um, it wasn't medicinal. It wasn't medicinal. I, I, I suspected it might have been for our friend's little s potential sexual escapades that she wanted to have with you. <laughs> she, she was saving it. She was saving it. Where is this woman's thing out here? I take much better notes in the book that was created by it. 
Anyways, just keep on. Keep let's. What do you guys want to do? Oh, I found it. Okay, it's right here. Yeah, you found a pair of gloves too. Yeah. Uh, we never figured out what they were, but uh, if I have the mask in my possession, uh, I'd like to put it on. Okay. As you put it on, you look really cool. All right. Uh, <laughs> sleep in the room. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Didn't give me any special eyesight of any kind. Some thermal vision? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, Iron Man. No. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll just continue wearing the mask. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a big old dick nose. <laughs> <That's exciting>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the forest. Does somebody want to try these gloves on? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try it on, yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. All right. As you Does slide the on fit? these gloves. <laughs> all right, OJ, as you slide these gloves on. No, no, no those didn't fit. <laughs> well, <laughs> we must have quit then. Thanks a lot, Something about your hands seem to have a, a deftness to them. And although the rest of your body doesn't feel that way, uh, your hands do. And as you're standing in this room, you, you feel the condensation all about you and everything. And you hear the water dripping this and that. And you, you get the sense that a drop is about to fall on your head and you don't even think about it. Don't even move. And you just, your hand shoots up and immediately captures this drop of water prior to it striking you in the head. And you get the feeling that these things could be very useful for, nabbing things prior to them getting to you from a mechanical point of view these are gloves of missile snaring oh, oh fancy Jartan, go like this <laughs> <laughs> anything oh yeah <laughs> no he's <laughs> doing all this shit <laughs> So, um, what else would you like to do? You don't see whatever was trailing you any longer. Okay. Um, I guess we'll cautiously make our way back to the door and try to presume. Mm-hmm. Resume? Resume, sorry. <laughs> presume. Long day? Yeah. We've been drinking a coffee right now. Oh, shit. Not horchata, huh? I wish. It was out. Oh, tragedy, tragedy. strikes. <laughs> okay, so you guys make your way back up to the doors. Feet get back out of the water. You're up on the dry steps. You see the doors before you. What would you like to do? Uh, check for traps is okay. What, make, a, uh, make a perception check. I haven't been doing well with these today. I know. Oh, that's pretty decent. That is a non-natural twenty. Yeah. Okay. You look at the doors. You don't see any traps on them whatsoever, but you do notice that it seems that that they've been closed for a very long time. There's a slight sheen of dust or a slight layer of dust, I should say, upon the doors. Uh, It doesn't look like at the threshold that anybody's been near it. You don't see any uh, trip wires or pressure pins or anything like that at the doors though either so they they appear to be safe from your side of the doors okay um 
just in case, Hyarton, do you want to help me open this door with your new cool snazzy gloves? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Help you out. Hey, when you when you open it, you can go hee hee. <laughs> <laughs> do they sparkle? Hey, hey grab your crotch while you do it. <laughs> okay. Um, as you guys get against the doors, you realize that they they feel a little firm. So go ahead and make a strength check to push these suckers open. Okay. Oh, not so good. Uh, 13. 13, Fuego? 19. Uh, nine. Sorry. Neither <laughs> <laughs> one of you have the strength alone to operate a door solo. All right. But there's I'll... enough room if the other two wish to help you as well. Yeah, help. I'm not really good at this. But uh, yeah, real. Um, <laughs> fell off the fucking table. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't do great. I got a fourteen. And who are you helping? Um, shit. I assume I was helping um, Carton uh, or something. Okay, you guys are able to push open that particular door. You get it open about. 18 inches and then it just seems to to stop moving you hear as it's slowly going open just this almost like a like it's grinding against stone or gravel or something do you guys um i i can help el fuego push the other door open okay uh strength check yes 19. 19. You're able to get that door open about 18 inches as well, giving you 36 inches to pass through. It grinds against gravel on the floor as well. And you guys are immediately buffeted by this cool air about you. And it, it doesn't seem like that side of the doorway has any more of this, this amber haze about you. Go ahead and uh, make a perception check. Bro? Uh, 19. 19. 19. Fuego? Oh, I wasn't sure if you meant everyone. Oh, we'll just 15. go with, we'll go with 15. Hurton? Uh Seven. Seven. Okay. Adric? Class of 20. Ooh. Kjartan, you're still huffing and puffing. <sighs> you know, lighting up another trying to get another siglet but the other three of you guys notice that aside from this cool air you see a white glow that seems to be stemming from further up beyond the doors and you see by the by the illumination of this white glow that there's about another 20 feet of stone steps that lead up but as far as you can tell it it's feels like fresh air you got a slight breeze coming down you can you get a feeling that it's it's fresher air on the other side of these two doors and you said it's on the other side of the door it's about 20 feet 20 feet of uh like as you open up the doors there's a uh like a five foot wide uh what do you call that landing and then beyond that are another uh, 20 feet of stone steps that lead upwards. And 
above that is where you see this whitish glow, this white illumination coming. But because you're still kind of down by the doors, it's hard to tell where it's coming from. Okay. Um, we didn't... Um, did we finish all of our rest on the last... Uh, I think the other... I think El Fuego and Kjartan... Well, we know you finished your, la your final rest. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to say everybody did get their, their full rest because even though you had fallen asleep, I would just assume that whatever came and accosted you probably came towards the latter part of your watch. Okay. So, it's starting to get hot in here again. Woo! Huh. Okay, so we're we're all back to normal health points. That's, yeah. That's yeah, and if you got okay. any spells that have been expunged they're all they're all back again okay what would you guys like to do uh looking around in the room can i make a perception to see it's not a room it's it's a hallway still the hallway up. still hallway still hallway still hallway <laughs> it's uh, not a room it's not a rumor uh can i make a perception to see if we see any more if i could find another uh setting sun uh symbol like sure. how we did in the other yeah. room go ahead all right come on something good nope nine nine nine, nine. yeah from where you're at at that at that landing looking up you can't can't tell anything else can't see shit out of this mask <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell wants to wear this thing? You're actually looking through the mouth hole. <laughs> the eyes are down here. It's upside down. How's this, even, how's this functioning? <laughs> Stupid idiots. No wonder why they're dead. <laughs> no wonder why they're extinct. <laughs> we'll probably wear stone shorts. Can't reproduce. <laughs> you guys want to... Do we want to move up uh, on this a little bit? I, I can go up and... Um, to the bottom of the stairs and, and take a look and see what that glowing is. Top of the stairs. Top of the stairs, sorry. Not the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> that came across on that uh on that episode, by the way. Did it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually think it's in episode three though. For the uh Delta Green. All right. Um so I'll go up to the top of the stairs. Um but I need to make a perception check. Uh, actually not. When you get up to the top of the stairs, uh, you have a much greater view than obviously down at the bottom of the stairwell. And you can see that this white illumination that you're seeing is coming from overhead. And as you look up, you, you can tell like about 35 feet above you is a, is a lattice work of stone. And beyond that is a large moon. It's, it's a full moon in the sky at this point, at this time of day. And the, the roof itself is, is jagged. So even though it looks like you're looking through some kind of lattice, it's actually looks like the holes of the roof had like broke down and, or broke out of it. So you're looking through these large gapes in the ceiling. Hmm. Are the rest of you guys still down at steps or, uh, uh, I want to be more towards the landing of it. Uh, can I, investigate the 
the landing and see if there's anything uh, carved in on at the bottom of it, like on the floor itself. Okay. Yeah, you just see that there's a bunch of uh, rubble, some uh, masonry type stone, uh, anywhere from the size of a fist to the size of like a BB. It just it looks like probably whatever Brom had seen and whatever fell down probably landed down in the stairwell and just kind of shattered across the stairs and down on the landing itself. As you get down and, and move the, the rubble around, you don't see anything on the base of that landing, though. Okay, that's where I was going with it. Just trying to see if there was anything on the floor itself. Okay. Kjartan, what would you like to do? Um, you said there's a set of doors at the top of this stairwell? No. No, okay. you guys had just opened those doors and went through them. And then the stone steps led up to the white illumination, which is where Brom went to. And now he's up there inspecting where this light source is coming from. Basically okay. coming from a full moon above you guys. Yeah. Um, I'll just walk up to Brom. Okay. I'm just looking up and seeing like Adrian. I'm kind of amazed that like the light's kind of coming through. I can see like actual actual light. Yeah, I'll do the same. Okay. Kind of interesting with the full moon. What about you, Fuego? I'll uh climb up as well. Okay. As you guys climb up there and you're you're looking around, you see uh, this this moon peering down and everything, looking about. Then you start looking to the uh, to the west because as you going up the stairs, you see that they kind of curve to the west, and you see that it opens onto this uh, apparently some kind of a sorry, hang on, you says. You look down, you see that it opens onto this shattered and dilapidated courtyard. It's about 85 feet wide by 55 feet long. And this courtyard, this this court area, is just covered in stone rubble. Basically, whatever fell off the ceiling came down here. You see stones ranging in size from marbles to sizes of, of people, like a full-size orc or something like that. Just, just monumental, big pieces of stuff. And this is apparently some large temple of sorts. And as you look about you, you can tell that the pyramid you saw when you first broke into the clearing while you were being chased by those cannibals, you're probably in the center of that pyramid in that this pyramid is hollow. And that where you are right now is in the center of it. I'm going to send you a picture of what it looks like. You see that the ceiling, what was left of it is about 35 feet above you. And that the moon is just, moonlight is just filtering through all these large gaping holes. As you look upon this, uh, this courtyard, did everybody get that picture? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Okay. As you look down on this courtyard, you notice that on the far side to the west, by those large steps that are just outside of the, the main area. There appears to be like an old withered white tree. Its boughs hang low, almost down to the ground. I would like for everybody to make a perception check on that also. Brom? Nine. Fuego? 
Eight. Adric. Five. Two. Twelve. Twelve? <laughs> well, Kjartan, you see something that's at the base of the tree. Something that doesn't look natural, but you just can't tell what it is. It, it looks from maybe from the distance, 10, 12 inches long. Looks kind of thin, yeah. but you, you can't tell what it is. And as you look down upon this courtyard, you notice that right down below you appears to be a uh, some kind of a large altar of sorts. It's probably about 12 feet long by about five feet wide. And being directly above it, looking down, you can't really tell how high it is. And there's really no shadow to indicate what its what its measurement would be. Okay. Um, I'm assuming we're coming from like the very top of the image. Like the yeah, yeah. Point. You guys like where the where the stone steps. You see them at the northern part of. Well, the north would be to the left. So you guys are coming going up the stairs going north, and then they curve to the west. You guys are right at that area. Okay. So, Let's see if I can get that stupid picture. You guys are right there. And is okay. there a drop off right after the stairs? There is. It looks like it's about five feet down. Okay. I like to just jump down and try to to walk up to the altar and to try to like inspect it, just see if I notice anything familiar. Okay. As you drop down, you look at it. You see it. It's about. Uh, three feet high. You see that engraved on the front of it is uh, some kind of a, like a bat sigil, very reminiscent of the one that uh, Brom had taken way back when you lost Cricket. It, it's got the same symbol. So as you're looking at that, you kind of look up at him and you, you see that he's wearing this thing outside of his, his tunic. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that kind of looks, you know, but as you look around, this entire place just looks just beat to shit. I mean, it doesn't look like anybody has moved any of these stones. Whatever has fallen from the ceiling above, 35 feet down, whenever it hit the, the stone floor, just shattered and just blew rocks or whatever, wherever. You don't know if it, they fell down due to lightning or thunder or the gods or whatnot. Yeah, the tree itself is probably about maybe 45 feet from where you guys are. From right. where you are, Kjartan, sorry. Yeah, uh, Fuego wants to join Kjartan down at the altar as well. And uh, other than the symbol, can he investigate and see anything else on the, uh, on the altar? Sure. Go ahead and make a perception check. Are you looking on the top of it? I'm looking or, on the where, where sides. Tell me where you. Tell me exactly uh, where you're looking. I'm looking at the sides, other than the side that uh, Keratin saw, and on the top to see if there's any other markings. Okay. Come on, button. Jesus, sorry. Uh, twelve. Twelve. You see the same kind of uh, Olman uh, hieroglyphics that you, you've seen a while ago, but you're just, they're just gibberish. A lot of them are chiseled or worn out. A lot of them probably got pocked from 
uh, shrapnel from whatever came down from above. You really don't, you can't pick anything out. Okay. Is there, uh, other than the broken stones that are falling down, is there anything else? Uh, I guess it would be west of me towards so that would the be center of the room. Sorry, I didn't see where. No, no, you it's okay. I got, I got to seat. figure out what the picture looks like again. Um, okay, to the to the north is to the. If you're looking at the picture, mm -hmm. it's to the left. That's the north. Oh, so okay. like if you're if you're looking at that altar, you're facing east. Oh, okay. To the west would be directly behind you, where when you guys were standing up on that ledge, just beyond those stone steps that lead down into a, a lower portion of the courtyard is right where that withered tree was at. Oh, okay. So you're saying the altar at like the top of the image is east? That's east. Okay. okay. Oh, anything on the pillars that are, uh, are those pillars still standing? Yeah, they're actually still standing, but they, they appear to be more for uh, uh, ornamentation than anything else. Okay. So they're not, they're not supporting anything. Okay, I was just curious if they had any markings on themselves that we could oh. visibly see. Oh, go ahead and take a look at that if you want. All right. Uh, perception, that's a lot better. 18. 18, you see more of the those Ullman hieroglyphics. These appear to be a little bit more in, uh, in better shape, but only on the back side where the upper stuff would have fallen down and blasted the front side. The back side still looks more intact. But I don't know if you could read that or not. No, I can't read. But I was wondering if they look similar to uh, some of the depictions that we saw in the uh, first room that we. Actually... Okay. Uh, make a history check in... on that. No, I remember like when you guys first dropped down and you guys were yeah. in the room with the diorama and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, you said history. Yeah. Why is this doing that? Eight. Eight? Uh, it's too hard to tell. I mean, if anything, these could represent 2D representations of the 3D dioramas, but you you can't remember because you actually weren't in that room. Yeah. <laughs> now that I remember, you weren't even there. Try to cheat the DM. Fucker, you could disconnect. Let it come down somehow. <laughs> Adric, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to try and read I, uh, with um, I said the room keeper. I'll try to try and read the text, see if I can gleam anything more than uh, El Fuego could. Now, you're still up on the ledge, though, right? Yeah, uh, I'd have to make my way to them. Okay. So you hop down. Where, where do you want to look at them? On the altar or on the the pillar? What do you want? Where do you want to look at that at? I'll start with the altar. Okay. A lot of these are just beaten from shrapnel, from like I said, from the roof falling down. But from what you can uh, what you can read, you see a lot of the the text in Olman says to give thanks to He who provides for us, give nourishment, be one for with Him. Things along that line. Yeah. Make a perception check. Uh, 
Out of gas, man. Uh, six. <laughs> six? Are you wearing that mask or something? Holy shit. Okay. I don't know, man. Had a few good rolls at the start, and now they're all gone. Brom, you've watched each one of your comrades drop down one by one by one. What would you like to do? Um, I'm going to drop down as well. Okay. Um, you, you said I'm wearing the, the, uh, the bat necklace. Yeah, it's a, it was a, it's, uh, like a symbol that after you guys had basically killed, uh, actually it was prior to killing him, uh, Talokas, Papalokas, uh, you had removed it from his uh, inert body prior to his awakening. And it's basically just a, looks like a human head with wings off the side of it. And that looks just like it. Okay. Um, I'd like to look at the altar and see if there's a, a carved into the altar anywhere. If that amulet, if I could place it inside the altar. Okay. Go and make a perception check. Uh, six. Six. And, you, and you don't that, see. That's with a modifier. <laughs> You don't see anything. I mean, as you're as you're trying to look around, um, it, it's just like you think that this might be it or that might be it, and then you realize that that this thing's just been pockmarked to death. So it, it's hard to tell. It maybe if there was something there at one time, uh, but outside of that, you really you really can't see anything like that. But go ahead and make a perception check while you're up there. Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. It. The only thing you notice is that the that the rubble on top of it actually starts to vibrate a little, almost like when you put uh, rocks on a speaker and you start hitting the bass, and you see them starting to kind of jounce around on the on the top of this altar, and slowly the altar begins to shift to the side, and you realize that it's that the top of the altar is starting to separate from the main body of the altar. Slides off to the side, two inches, three inches, four inches, six inches, foot, foot and a half, two feet. Then you see this hand come up and grab the side of the, the lip right by where you're at. And you see another hand grab the lid portion and you see slowly this individual sit up and he looked, you see this ashen white face, elongated, these sunken in eyes, just this parchment of skin about it. And it looks around, says, who has disturbed my slumber of the ages? You awaken me with a hunger. And let's roll some initiative. All right. Meeting up with Avenge Sevenfold here. <laughs> What's that? Uh, Avenge Sevenfold. Sevenfold. Yeah. Fuck. What is that song? The, the was it Bat Country? Was their most popular song way back when, or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Where you said the this? Oh, uh, I think I have a plus three. Hold on. That is a seven, I believe. Braham. Um, Mr. Uh, Dungeon Master, sir, I have rolled a hard 20. Yeah, the hard 20. <laughs> Curtain. 
16. 16. Adric. Pull a 9. 9. What is your dex, Kjartan? Dex. Negative 1. <laughs> okay, so you and I have to roll off. Uh, sorry, I also got mine wrong. I got an 8 for an initial. Oh. I really don't think that matters, but <laughs> okay. I rolled a straight up 16. What did you get? 19. Okay. Good. So we're going to put you, uh, put you down dog. I need to, uh, take a moment here. I should really learn to appreciate Kjartan actually, because, uh, I must say he actually rolled high. <laughs> Surprisingly, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Braum, standing right next to this altar, which you very quickly realize is not just an altar, but is some kind of a slumber device, probably for the master of the house. What are you going to do? Um... Is he uh, is he look aggressive towards us, or is he still looking at me kind of inquisitively, like why did you wake me up? No, I think that he was more concerned about how dare you wake me up and stir my hunger. Uh, okay. Um, well, I'm going to attack him. Good choice. <laughs> <laughs> now, where is where is everybody at? By the way, in this room. Uh, I was next to the altar, technically, or what was the altar. <laughs> yeah, same here. Okay, you guys are both next to the altar? Yeah, I was further from the pillars away from the altar, so I'll be towards the end. Just like my initiative. <laughs> <laughs> so, show me on this map where you want to be touched. Right there. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> right here? Yeah, it should be fine. Okay. Just kidding. I'm not editing that out. Braum, what are you going to do? Um, I'm going to attack him with my Warhammer. Okay. So I that'll be my first action. All right. I've rolled a 24. That's going to hit. All right. Roll some damage. Uh, five points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Now is that, that's a is that a magical item, by the way? It is the plus one hammer. Okay. Four hammer. Very good. Okay. Um, and then um, for my second action, I'm going to attack with my warhammer again, um, but I'm also going to use bonus action and um, uh, light that baby up with um, my branding smite. Okay. All right, so roll a 23 to hit. That's going to hit again. Okay. And for eight points of bludgeoning damage. Are you adding in your modifiers as well? I am, yeah. Okay. Yep. And then uh, Branding Smite is 2d6. And I hit for another nine of radiant damage. Damn. All right. All right, now we know who's dealing some damage. You see a shocked look on its face. <sighs> <sighs> Q 
Kjartan, from where you are, directly behind Brom, you see this thing lurch up, say something fruitful, maybe good morning for all you know. And then Brom just decides to feed him a healthy dosage of iron. <laughs> yeah, I see, Brom, I see Brom react that way. So I was like, all right, I guess we're attacking this thing. <laughs> so I'm going to um, kind of like go around Brom and just uh, cast Ray of Frost. Sure, you bet. Use him as a shield. Kind of lean around. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 18 to hit. That's going to hit. Okay, 2d8 for 10 points of damage. All right. And at the moment, I'm just going to hide back behind Brom for the second. All right. I've got four targets here going right down the line of my initiative. Brom, as you're standing there, Actually, this probably wouldn't be to you. I apologize. It's going to be to Kjartan because he's actually right behind you. Okay. 16. Does that hit your AC? Yep. As you feel this, this strike, almost like a big whip-like object, strike you and then grapple you. As you take... 11 points of damage as this thing bludgeons you and starts to wrap around you. You have just enough time to look back and notice that this appendage, this appendage has stemmed from that, that hollow weeping looking willow like tree and that it's actually one of its boughs. He has another attack here. El Fuego. 14. 14, I believe, will miss. Miss. You see that another one of these tendrils strikes across, searching for you, hits the pillar, cracks the pillar, wraps around it, and then releases and comes back to it. The tree it, actually starts to move its way towards the courtyard very slowly. Mm. Guardian, you should have bitch slapped that, that hand, that tentacle, with your Draw. new gloves. <laughs> you see this creature that has leaned forward. Look at you. Opens up its mouth. You see its throat begin to oscillate, and this spray comes out of his mouth. And I need for you, Kjartan, and Adric to make a dex save. That's a hard 20. Yeah, the hard 20. Remember, everybody, write in and you could get Chris's D20. We will send it to you. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Chris. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what did you get, Adric? 11. 11? What about you, Brom? What's your deck save? Sorry. <laughs> um, I rolled an 11. An 11. So those of you that failed are going to take 10 points of acid damage. And whoever saved will take half of that, five. 
it then leaps up with just this incredible strength. Ron, why don't you go ahead and take a, an attack of opportunity on it as it tries to leave your threatened area. Is it next to me too or no? Uh, are you close enough to it or are you behind him as well? I was next to the ultra initial, initially, so I don't know what that... Okay, so then both of you could get that, uh, that attack, that basic melee attack against him. It's only one attack. Okay, uh, real quick, I, I took five points of damage on that last round. If you failed, you took ten. I didn't. I rolled the. I rolled in a well. I rolled in eleven. Okay, so you failed. The DC was fourteen. Oh boy. Right, fourteen. Writing that down. <laughs> um, but I get an attack of opportunity. Yeah, you'll each get one basic melee attack. I got a fourteen on my attack. Okay, you miss. As he leaps up, you swing at him, and he's just, he's so deft, he just dodges that attack. What did you get, Brom? Uh, Brom rolled a 10. 10. Both of you swing, maybe because he just spit all this acid right in your face, and neither one of you are able to hit him. You see him leap up and actually attach himself to the to that little five-foot portion of wall that you guys were looking up, looking down from. He's kind of like hanging on it sideways at this point. Adric. Uh, well, I guess at this point, I just had to fire off Eldritch Blast at him. So I'm going to shoot two Eldritch Blasts. Okay. I can nail him at least once. I'm going to miss. And hopefully this, this was a little bit better. 16? 16. 16 will miss. Shoot. All right, I'm just twice. That's my turn. El Fuego. El Fuego. Taken back by the acid damage and the damage that... And seeing Kiaren getting grappled. Uh, you didn't take any damage from the acid? No, just saying that seeing that they <laughs> oh. took damage from the acid and Kiaren getting grappled. Uh, I'm going to say a quick prayer and sprinkle some... Jesus juice on them and you guys will get blessed gaining um, a d4 to your attack rolls and saving throws for doing that uh, hey I gotta buff them <laughs> up thank you yeah thanks so for a minute oh it's a minute yeah so basically to the end of the combat Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that'll do it. Brom. Uh, that's you said. That's plus four to save and plus four to attack. Uh, it's uh, plus four to attack or plus four to a saving throw for uh, the duration of a minute. So you you had the order wrong, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Plus four save, plus four attack. Uh, yeah, roll, roll a plus d4 four attack and plus four save. Roll, roll a d4 for, for uh, a save and attack. Roll that now? If you were going to attack, you would add a, oh, yeah. you would roll a d4. Got it, okay. Um, okay, I'm, uh, is he still within my, my range? No, he's uh, actually about 10 feet away from you at this point. He's against the wall now, so you'd have to go around that altar slash crypt cough or whatever and go to him. So he's probably gonna be about 15 feet worth of movement. 
Um, uh, okay. Um, I mean, you could make it. Yeah, I yeah, it looks like I I can. So I I'm gonna go um towards him attack again. Okay. With my with my warhammer. Already. And I am going to um, use my plus four attack buff. Uh, you roll a d4 and you add it to it. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna roll my attack and then roll a d4 and add to it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, we're saying the same thing. Okay. All right, I rolled a 12 on my roll, and then a plus four. I rolled another two, so uh, 14. Is that right? Yeah, I rolled Does a 12. Okay, plus two, though. Okay, so 14. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay, yep. you miss. Long way around, miss. We miss. Dog. Yeah, what about your second attack? You got two attacks, right? I do. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to attack with my Warhammer. Uh, I rolled a 12. I'm going to take my plus four again. And that rolled another two, so 14. <laughs> Missed oh, <man>. yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay. So, Kjartan, you are currently entangled by this tentacled appendage from this tree thing. Slowly starting to bring you towards it. Go ahead and make a strength check to get out if you need to. Fifteen. Fifteen. You remain held fast. Did you roll your D4, though, too? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say you get your D4. That's D4. Oh, that's with the D4? Okay. Yeah. You remain held fast. And as you're held fast, you actually get pulled across the courtyard 20 feet towards it. Damn. Was that him? That's a loud. <laughs> that was him shitting a brick, dude. <laughs> so, Zatzalaha looks at you. Gotta see what he's gonna do. Looks at you, Brom. Reaches behind with one hand and he pulls something out, and it looks like a small, almost like a, like a Japanese comma, like a small scythe. And he leaps towards you with it to attack you. Well, it went from 19 to a natural one. So I need to make me a deck save. And as he attacks you with it, he actually slips, it slips out of his grasp and goes sailing right into the center of the courtyard. He lands beside you weaponless and attempts to bite you and misses. Good thing he didn't roll a one. I don't know where his teeth would go. <laughs> That's right. Adric. Um, Pandemonium right. has ensued in this small courtyard filled with rubble. Alright, so uh, he's close enough for me to run up to right at this point? or At this point, yeah. He's probably about okay. five feet away from you. Okay, yeah. I'll run up to him and then I'll attack him twice with my scythe. Uh... Uh, 17 to hit? That'll hit. Oh, okay. 
Thanks for the bless, by the way. I wouldn't have made it. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, that is... Sorry, I don't have what I'm supposed to add to damage. Easy on hand. Oh, okay, so that is 12 points of slashing damage for the first attack. Okay. Then... Oh, this will hit. That's a 19 on the dice. That's going to hit him. You bet. Yeah. Then um, seven more points of slashing damage. And now I'm going to try and attack him with the, the butt of the scythe. Uh, I don't think that's going to make it. Uh, 16. That is not going to make it, my friend. Sorry. El Fuego. Now, you're still in the corner of this little courtyard right now. Yeah. I am... Um, how far away is he from me? Who's he? Uh, oh, sorry. I'm closer to the... Uh, You're probably about 25 feet away from him. I actually forgot to have that tree thing go. But that's what I was looking at. I'm like, you know what? I don't think tree guy went. <laughs> Fuck tree guy. He's going to uh, go next. So <laughs> If I'm... Just move him right close there. Close enough. I'm 25 feet. I'm actually going to uh, cast Sacred Flame and go ahead and make a deck save for me. Which one? The the guy, right? The guy, yes. 14? 14 is the uh, DC. And he passes, babe. So you pass. Oh, yeah. You want to move? You want to stay there? Um, I'll stay there. Okay. You see this whipping tentacle search for you once again el fuego striking around uh i don't think that's going to hit for a 12 probably negative okay and that would be his only turn because i originally had uh curtain be pulled 20 feet towards him so that that's what happened it was half of his turn got used up so brahm I'm going to take a swing at this bitch since he's laying down next to me. Okay. He's prone. Actually, he's prone. Maybe I should do something when else. When did he go prone? Well, he's laying down next to me. Is he not? He's, he he uh, landed right next to me when uh, he tried to attack me with the scythe, right? Yeah, he just dropped down, tried to attack you with the scythe, but the scythe uh, slid out of his hand, and then he tried to bite you. So he's still standing vertical. He's, uh, not, okay. he's not down on the ground. Okay, I'm I, gonna, knew where you, I knew where you were going, but no, he's he's not laying down. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I'm going to attack him with my warhammer. All righty. Um, I still got my plus four, right? Uh huh. Okay. Uh, twenty four. Twenty four is going to hit all day long. All right. And I did eight points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Okay, I'm going to take my second attack with warhammer again. That's an 18. That's going to hit all as well. And I'll do another seven points of bludgeoning damage. Damn. Kjartan. Are you going to move anywhere or are you going to stay there? Uh, I am going to... Um, I'm going to move away from him. Okay. As soon as you move away, he tries to bite you once again. And misses. Fuck these dice. These dice are garbage. <laughs> <Curtain>. <laughs> uh, 
Fuck those dice. <laughs> I'm not hitting shit now. Oh, so I need to make another strength save. Who left? Junior. Fuck it. He's dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to do another strength check? Yes, you do. Is it still, has it been over a minute? Uh, no, not even close. Okay. Um, 22. 22. You burst free from this thing, from this thing's grasp, but you're still prone at this point. So you could either crawl or stand up on your... Can you stand up on your next turn? Or, do, or can you do it right now? Your movement. Okay, so you can pop up for half your movement. Your movement. Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll pop. I'll pop back up. Okay. So you pop back up. <laughs> you see this tentacle race across towards you once again. Fuck you, die. And then you see another tentacle go towards one, two, three for Adric, four, five, six for Brom. For Brom. <laughs> Uh, uh, and both of them miss but it does continue to make its way closer into the center uh it just actually got to the entrance of that main courtyard area it made its way up the steps and that's where it's at now everybody make a perception check as well Fifteen. Fifteen. Brom. Twenty. You have twenty. Yep. Brom. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. And from where El Fuego is, he wouldn't be able to make this check because his Wi-Fi dropped. <laughs> the three of you notice that uh, at the base of this tree-like creature is a long, thin. Uh, cylindrical type object about 10 inches long about a half an inch thick and it looks as it's uh, embroidered with silver on a wooden shaft and it looks like it's just kind of caught in its uh, in the folds of this creature hmm What would you like to do? Uh, I'm still up close to the altar with Bitey Boy. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna stay kind of up there to to keep him occupied. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it is. Uh, whose turn is it, by the way? What it's Adric's turn. Sorry. Okay, my turn. Yeah. Um, I think I'm also next to Bitey Boy. So yeah, you and Brom are both right next to him. All right, I'm gonna keep tagging him. You said the that like object is in the the tree creature. Yeah, it's like at the at the closer to its base, like what would be considered its its feet or whatever's creating the mobility for it. Got it. But uh, it's like stuck in its fold. Okay. That's a miss. Well, that makes it quick. Another attack. Fuck, drop the dice. Let's roll a different dice. 
That is 18 to hit. That's going to hit. For four points of damage. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. And then Bella decides, hopefully that is, nope, that's going to miss. That is All 14 right. to hit. That's going to miss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love for El Fuego to tell me what he's going to do, but... Uh, we we I, can play the rest of it by post. <laughs> I'm going to let him... Oh, actually, I think he just texted me. Let's find out what he says here. Not the Wi-Fi. Oh, no, the Wi-Fi not working. No internet throughout the house. So here's what we're going to do. The marvels of modern technology. Right. This is the way to do it right here. <laughs> if he answers, I guess. <laughs> Hello. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. <laughs> You're dead, bitch. All right, so we're moving on. He could cower in the corner. Brom, what would you like to do? Or did you just do something? No, that was Adric. Brom, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm still within... I, I know I moved back a little bit after he tried to bite me. I'm still within his range. Yes. Okay. I'm going to uh, attack again with my Warhammer. Uh, that's 17. That's going to hit. All right. Uh, six points bludgeoning damage. All right. Okay. I'm going to attack again with my Warhammer. That's a 12. That is not going to hit. Kjartan, having just got out of the, the confines of this creature, this tree-looking motherfucker, what are you going to do? He's waiting for you. He wants more. Um, how far away is the tree from where I'm standing? It's probably about 10 feet away right now. It's slowly made its way, moving it, grinding across the rubble. Okay. Um, in that case, I'm going to start heading back about 20 feet. Okay, that's going to put you right at the wall. Right at the wall? Like yeah, like if you're, if you're moving away from it, yeah, you're like now against the wall at this point. Okay. All right, yeah. So I'm going to do that. And I'm going to cast Fireball on this fucking tree. <laughs> Whoa. That's a deck save, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it has a negative that. one to its decks. How good of a dex can a tree have? No. Crap, die. 16. Oh, 15. 15? 15. Okay, that passes. Okay, give me half that damage. Sixteen. Eight points of damage. Eight points. Alrighty. That was a terrible, terrible rules. Terrible. Dudes. So, this creature. That's standing right next to Brom and Adric. Looks at you, Adric. Looks at you, Brom. One, two, three for Brom. Looks at you, Adric. 
and raises up his hand and you see this gout of flame leap out across and I need for you to make a dex save. Six. <laughs> what was that? What was that pathetic whipper? Six? <laughs> well, it could have been worse. For ten points of fire damage. It looks at you, Brom. It attempts to bite at you again. What is with the biting of this fucking guy? I don't know, man. This guy's got a hard on for you. For a uh, 19, actually, this time. Oh, he hit. He hit you with that one. For nine points of piercing damage. And your hit points, your maximum hit points, are now reduced by nine as you feel this necrotic juices begin to ooze into your bloodstream. Don't worry about it, man. We lost our cleric anyway, so it's not like you're going to be regaining hit points. <laughs> not now you're not. You can text him afterwards and tell him how badly things went for you guys. So <laughs> this tree creature, again, towards you, Kjartan. Oh, this might do me. This might do me. 19. Nineteen for eleven points of bludgeoning damage as this thing wraps you, then actually pulls you towards it. You see the bowels lift up, and you see this large maw come down to try to bite you with it. Oh, nineteen! That's the roll is nineteen. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is gonna hurt, dude. Anybody got any dice I can borrow over there? Yeah, oh, you got a coming them. through the mail and then roll then. Oh, Fuego, you really needed to be here for this. <laughs> uh, 23 points of damage as you are chomped down on this thing and you are now in this thing's mouth. I think I might be dead already. <laughs> I had zero hit points by the time he me in. Oh, God. So he's basically just chomping on your your dead bones. Oh, my gosh. Adric. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. What did I even do? I, well, I certainly can't help you. I, I have nothing that helps you, man. Um... Just right. one big last hurrah. Yeah, I'm going to keep attacking Biden, man. See if we can do anything about this guy. You're going to keep attacking Biden? <laughs> Biting man. Oh, you're called the old vampire Biden. <laughs> this ashen look. That <laughs> Very fitting. Skin like parchment. Yeah, maybe uh. you put on some spray tan. You put like a little healthier. Uh, let's see. That is 18 to hit. Yeah, it's going to hit. Uh, eight points of slashing damage. You know, believe it or not, you guys are actually working the shit out of this guy. Uh, 17 to hit. Does that make it? That is going to hit. Yes. 13 points of slashing damage. 13, too? Wow. Yeah. Uh, and then butt of the scythe. 
Please hit. Yes, uh, that is uh, that's enough hit. So, twenty to hit. Plus the twenty hit to hit. Okay. Uh, and it is seven points of damage. It's still standing. <sighs> this fucking guy. This fucking guy. El Fuego, your boys need you. You fucking coward. Brom. What are we doing All right. else left back, man? <clears throat> now, how far... Oh, oh go ahead. Brom. We'll, we'll deal with Kjartan in a minute. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing at this guy with my hammer again. Uh, all right. That hits on a 25. That's going to hit. Okay. I hit him for 11 points of bludgeon. Okay. Oh. I'm waiting. Brom, describe for me how you kill Zatzalaha. Uh, you had okay. one point left, Kush. One. You were so fucking close. Oh. Damage. <laughs> All right, so I I get a uh, I take a uh, I take my hammer uh, far back and I do this arcing swing like to the side of this guy's head just, and just oh. smack the side of his face, just crunch the shit out of him. You see his head literally taco around the head of this hammer. Everything just shifts and breaks inside. And the magical properties imbued in this this hammer completely prevent him from ever regenerating again. Oh. But we're not done yet. Now, what I was going to ask you, Kiartan, is how far below zero are you? How much was that last attack? Oh, fuck. I don't have the playback, but I think it was like 22 points. It was like 23, to, somewhere between 23 and 28. It was 23. Okay, so 23 points plus whatever you reduced to before. So 23 points. Okay, so you're negative 23. What is your maximum hit points? 27. I think you're dead. No, 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 he's fine. <laughs> you shake it off, right? <laughs> well, I guess you could try to make a, a death save. But you're, how does that work if he's like grappled and chewed? I mean, he still makes the saves, uh, but every time you chew on him, he's probably going to yeah. take a yeah. failure. Yeah, it's going to, well, it's not just a <laughs> failure, but he's going to be, it's going to be considered a coup de grace. Go ahead and make your save, Kiartan, okay. so I can take another chunk out of you. All right. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So because you are grappled in its mouth, you're going to take another. 36 points of damage. <laughs> Remember when you used to chew pencils in high school? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not good. The tentacle creature begins to pull away out of the out of the courtyard, slinking back with its its prey in its mouth as it leaves the courtyard Adric do you want to do anything that was the only other creature here right yeah 
Should I chase it? Uh, I guess I'll go after it. Try to chase it down. Roll a history check. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, let me see what I add to that. Nothing. All right, twelve. Twelve. It's good enough. You know, it's only been hit once. Yeah. Chase him down. Go get him. Go get him, Tiger. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. Carton's uh, dead yet, so probably chase him. Well, half of his torso. <laughs> I haven't necessarily seen them. Who's got mend? <laughs> okay, so you chase. I'm doesn't take you much to get to him because this thing's so fucking slow. Okay. Um. As soon as I get to it, I'll swing at it. Okay. Uh, what is it called? 24 to hit. That's going to hit. For 11 points of slashing. Uh, that is 26 to hit. For 6 more points of slashing. And then bonus action attack. Whoops. That thing. Uh, it's probably not going to hit. That is 15. That will miss. Okay. So I'm on it. Is there anything you want to do? Uh, Brom or, or, yeah, Brom. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all in, man. He just took out one of my boys. <laughs> I'm attacking that fucking tree. <laughs> for all you know, that could be the, the entity responsible for the Wi-Fi drop too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to, uh, how far am I away from this tree? I'm, um, about, I don't uh, think maybe 30 feet, but uh, even you have to double move to get there and then you wouldn't be able to attack. Otherwise you could only move your 25. So you would still be too far away from him. Okay. Um, I'm going to move my 25 to get closer to him. Okay. The tree has two targets. It lashes out at each of you. What's he have for a plus one? One, two, three. So, Adric, I'm sure that a 20 is going to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. 13 points of bludgeoning damage. And you're now grappled by one of these tentacle arms. Rom, you see this other tentacle appendage lash out at you and miss you. What would you like to do, Brom? Oh, I'm sorry, Adric. Got too many people up on this board. I need to get these fucking people. Um, get all these dead dogs off here. Can I cast spells still or no? Uh, not when you're grappled. Okay. Most of them are somatic, not just verbal. Yeah. And while we normally don't use the whole hocus pocus thing, but for the aspect of you being grappled, I think it says that any spells that are somatically yeah, uh, okay, created, that's... you can't do it. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and. You know what? I don't think I should risk uh, not breaking free because then I'll probably take a lot of damage. I there is one spell I can't cast because it is only verbal. It is thunderstep. So I will use it to teleport out of the grapple um, and close enough so that uh, he is hit by the resulting thunder wave. wave. 
Okay. Do I get a deck save or is it it's just a con save? So you'll probably be oh, better at that one, shit. but it is what it is. It's, it's, uh, it's what okay. I get to roll. Six. Six is going to fail. Yes, it will. So it's three D10 thunder damage. Wow. Holy shit. That's huge for a cantrip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I can do this for free all the time. Uh, uh, that is 20 points of thunder damage. God dang, dude. Well, if he wasn't hit before, he's definitely getting his shit rocked out of him now. Braum, what are you going to do? Uh, I'm going to uh, uh, complete my movement towards the tree and attack. Okay, you know, real quick, where did you reappear at, uh, Adric? So I, re re uh, I reappeared uh, like 10 feet away. I think I, after that, I probably moved back 20 feet. 20, so you moved? Like Eldritch Blast. So 30 feet away from him then? Yeah, I'm, I'm about 30 feet away. Okay, that's what I need to know. Okay, go ahead, Brom, I'm sorry. You're going to attack? Okay, <clears throat> yep, going to attack with my uh, hammer again. That's going to fucking miss. That's an eight. On my that first attack, miss. yeah. Okay, and then I'll uh, second attack. That is going to hit for twenty-three. Yeah. And I'm gonna do nine points bludgeon. It's ticking away, guys. Ticking away. So it has two targets still. This one is for Braum. That's going to hit with 21. This one's for Adric. That's going to hit for 21 also. You each take 15 points of bludgeoning damage and are each grappled at the same time. Adric. Hmm. Um... Can I attack him while I'm grappled, or no? Or is this kind of like a restraint? Yeah, you're you're more restrained. Think of your like, like how completely wrapped around you. Okay. Hmm. This is my last spell slot. And the whole time you see it's it's maw just crunching down on on poor Kjartan, just needling him. Yeah, Character is the least of my problems right now, so. <laughs> uh, okay, I think I'm going to have to do the same thing again because I'm really low on hit points. So okay. I will need to use Thunderstep again. Uh, so he needs to make another con save. Oof. 21. 21 will pass, so he'll take half. Um, Rolled better this time, but it doesn't matter. Uh, so I rolled 22 damage, but he takes half, so 11. 11. Uh, and then I will use my bonus action to cast. Um, it's not a, actually it's not a spell, but I, I, I have uh, Hexblade's Curse. I haven't used it, so I'm going to use my bonus action to use now, that. Yeah. I, I want to remind everybody you guys have that plus four. I was just, <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah, you know, it's hard for me to remember, but, but you guys all have that plus D four for all your your uh, attacks and and saves too. So yeah, yep, okay. Uh, and then I'm going to move 
30 feet away. So I'm, I'm 40 feet away this time as opposed to 30. Okay. And that's all you do? You don't yep. got anything else going? Okay. Yeah, I use all my actions. Rom, you are currently grappled by this thing. So I need you to make a strength check to bust out unless you want to sacrifice yourself. Oh, I'm already sacrificed. I have no hit points. <laughs> that, that last attack took me to zero. Okay. Make a death save. Uh, what do I roll for death save? Uh, D20 straight up. No modifiers. Or, oh, I don't know, does that D4 count as a, as a modifier for a death save? No. <laughs> I don't think it does. No, we're going to say no. Um, I rolled a three. Three, that is one negative one. All right, failed one death save. So at the distance that you are at, he reels you all the way in, spits out both pieces of Kyartan, and attempts to chomp down on you. For 16, I'm sure that's going to probably hit, right? What's your AC? I don't hear you. Is that a yes? 16 is my AC. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Now, because you're already unconscious, it's a coup de gras. You take 36 points of damage. So he's just brushing his teeth with the heroes tonight. <laughs> Adric, what are you going to do? All right. Uh, I'm going to fire two Eldritch Blasts as I run away, basically. Okay. Uh, here, oh, have to get the plus four. All right. That is 17 to hit. That's going to hit. Uh, that's eight points, of, eight points of force damage for the first okay. one. Uh, next one is, what is that? Oh, wait. I don't have to do any math. That's 17 on the die. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then seven more points of force damage. Seven more points. And then I run 30 feet in the opposite direction. So what's your distance away from him? It should be at least 60 right now. 60, okay. Actually, no, 70. 70. Uh, 40, 40, uh, and then I added another 30 on that. Okay. <clears throat> so it moves. Its maximum speed is, not double speed, but max speed is 20 feet. And its reach is 50. <laughs> you can't go any further? Uh, no, I mean, my movement's 30, unless I got, I don't think I got anything that lets me move for a little bit further than that. It's fucking kiting this thing around the courtyard. Let's go, let's go. Where are you at in the courtyard? Uh, well, I've actually lost track of where it was. So okay, we're... envision it is right at the top of those big steps. The big step. Okay, let me let me pull the map again. So it's it's to the west, right where the the portions of the wall come together. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, then I guess I like move towards where the altar was, right? If you said it's at the bottom or at the top of the steps or something. Yeah, it's it's furthest to the east, but it's at the top of the picture. So did you want to get behind the altar? Where where you want to be? 
Oh, okay. I need to know whether or not you're going to have partial cover wherever you go. I see. What By the way, saying. you should know that most of the areas that are that lead outside of this area, this courtyard, they're just packed with rubble. They they have no way of getting out. The only way out was the way the tree was was coming in and out of okay. the tree creature. I think then if you're saying it's at the top of the map, I was going to go towards the bottom. Okay, that's where he's at. Okay. Okay, then I got mixed up because I thought you said that he was at the top of the map. Um, he was originally down in that area, okay, um, closest to the to the viewing of the picture when the when the thing started off. So he made his way to the courtyard, did all this shit, was dragging Kjartan back until you guys came, and then he started moving back that way again. Okay, yeah, then then I'm at the at the top behind the altar. Okay, or the way that it can be. So it's going to try to attack you with disadvantage. Uh, I believe that 12 is going to miss with the first oh. tentacle. And it will miss again with the second tentacle. Okay. Hmm. Now do I run away completely? <laughs> Later, bitches. Actually, I don't even think that works. Because it has a range, it basically effectively has a range of like 70 feet, right? Oh, no, 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 no. No, it would work. Because um, right now it's 50 feet away from me. So I move 30, it can only move 20, and then it'll be 10 out of range. So I'm going to go ahead and fire two more Eldritch Blasts. Okay. And I forgot to add the D4. Uh, 17. That's going to hit. Three points of force damage. Three? Yep. Okay. Uh, I crit. <laughs> oh. So, uh, I have to back it up, right? Depends. How much damage do you do? Uh, well, well, the max would be 10. Adric. <laughs> Tell me how you survive this final episode of Hidden Shrine of Tomoakon. Tell me how uh, you manage to overcome the odds and give this tree creature indigestion. Well, I actually only crit because of Hexblade's curse, uh, which lets me crit on a 19. Uh, so well, I it's not an like, actual hard 20, though, but that's cool. Yeah. So he, I guess it's kind of like him getting unlucky and me getting lucky. So... I was like firing off an Eldritch Blast and it looked like it was gonna go wide for a second uh, before it started like, it hit off, uh, blasted like one of its like tendrils and blew that off and then this, and then I kept doing that to whittle him down. And then I guess uh, uh, bronze bodies on the ground now because nothing's holding him up. <laughs> <laughs> He's nearly severed Twain. His, his <laughs> only thing holding him is like his upper and lower portions of the spine basically it's just been you know needled away all the all the meat and, and intestines and stuff he's completely been uh just drained of blood at this point so as you stand there looking around strangely enough you don't see el fuego anywhere perhaps during the the chaos of what was going on maybe he left you don't know but then again, he was never really part of your uh, exploratory group to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, so, 
it sounded like he just booted his way out. <laughs> but with that, we come to a an exciting conclusion of our Hidden Shrine at Tomocon run-through. Ended exactly at episode 7, just like our uh, Sinister Secret Assault Marsh. Yeah, exactly seven. So really quick before we end, just let everybody know this will be our next uh, campaign, Dragon's Demand by Paizo. And that's what we're going to start running next. Sweet. Excellent. Yes. And they seem to do a much better. Yeah, we're going to enjoy it better. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, holy shit. We almost survived that was, it. That was quite the ride. <laughs> Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Heart 20 podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave us that five-star review. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com. And be sure to check out the galleries. we got a lot of really interesting stuff posted there. And finally, join us on our Patreon page at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast. There are ways for you to help out the show and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass full as you roll those hard 20s.